the day of the guests so we do the prep for the night and then we do always master class of the guest bartending through the team and as well for the community of bartender of barcelona so who want they can come for free and then we open the bar we serve mainly the guest menu but as well our menu welcome to the diageo bar academy podcast bar chat this is your host tristan stevenson Today, I am talking takeovers with Giacomo Giannotti of Bar Paradiso in Barcelona. Now, unless you've been hiding under a rock this year, you will probably already be aware that Bar Paradiso recently claimed the top spot at 50 best bars. So I begin this episode by congratulating Giacomo on that incredible achievement. Then we get into talking about takeovers, a subject in which Giacomo is well-versed as Paradiso have hosted something like 60 or 70 of these bar takeovers over the past seven years since they opened. Giacomo talks us through the process of funding a takeover, the organization required, staffing, and how to deliver a successful takeover, as well as the opportunity for training, networking, and traveling that takeovers provide. This is, I think, a really enlightening episode, and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, I am joined here with Giacomo Giannotti. Giacomo, how are you doing? Hey, Tristan. Yeah, very well. Very good, thank you. Absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. My pleasure, my pleasure. All right, Giacomo, let's start with your quick-fire questions. Question one, whiskey or wine? Whiskey. Uh, question two, your favorite bar, but it has to be outside of Spain? Many. First one, come to my Carnaval Peru, but there are many around the world. All right. What's your least favorite mixer? Maybe Coke. I don't know. Oh, I love Coke. For, for cocktails. For cocktails, yeah, not so good. Not, not co- so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got a Long Island iced tea and that's about it, right? Um, <laughs> and that's not a great drink, let's be honest. Okay, martini, shaken or stirred? Stir. Yeah. Evolution or revolution? Evolution. Uh, final one, Messi or Ronaldo? <laughs> I'm in Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, hard question. Messy, messy. Yeah, I thought you might say that. We, we were just talking before recording about how uh, we've known each other for uh, at least 10 years, I think, um, through world class and, and you in the competition and everything. And um, it's, uh, it's great to finally sit down and have a proper conversation with you. Uh, it's <laughs> taken 10 years to get to this point. Um, so, and, and to learn a little bit about your journey in recent years um especially um with your bar a uh, bars in fact um and then to talk a little bit about um bar takeovers and guest shifts and all that kind of stuff sure 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 yes looking forward i mean you for, for me for many of the bartender uh, an inspiration uh, for what you've done so as you say it took 10 years to to have a conversation i'm super pleased to to go on <laughs> Cool, man. First of all, this year has been a big year for you um, because your bar, Paradiso, is uh, currently the best bar in the world uh, on the 50 best list, which is just, I mean, the achievement of a lifetime. And it would be um, remiss of us not to talk about that a little bit and the experience um, leading up to it. So uh, how did that feel? <laughs> I feel amazing. When you just say it, it's still, you know, unbelievable, you know, because as you say, it's such a a lifetime achievement and uh, I'm sure you know all the hard work that is behind and uh, I mean we work hard every day for our guests for 
for the team, you know, for believing our value, then it's just try to do what we we do at best. So, uh, as you know, you, we, we don't work for the awards, but if the awards come in, they are more than welcome, no? Because at the end of the day, they they prove our work and they bring more business. So it's all good things that they they are to to all our uh, our day to day work. And you know, it's an amazing feeling be be renewed from uh, all our industry. It's, it's just amazing. I say thank you to everybody to let us uh, be be where we are and you know no word to describe because it's so so amazing amazing feeling yeah i mean you um it's that that list has become so competitive over the last few years uh, i remember it used to be back in the day with 50 best there were a few bars on there i'm mean, talking about like 12 13 years ago where you're like oh really there's that one on there and you're like who's voting for this and now you know there's so many bars on that list you're like wow you know how do you even pick them apart these are some incredible places to go and experience drinks. So to be at the top of it is just phenomenal. And I think, you know, your your um, approach to hospitality and drinks and everything obviously is not going unrecognized. In fact, it's, it's being highly recognized because you can't get to the top there by accident. It has to be through seriously like hard work and a serious commitment to creating great experiences for people. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, you know, from your voice, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's special. So thank you. Oh. So um, I, I want to talk a little bit about um, takeovers, but maybe the best place to start with this is actually for those of us, and this includes me, who haven't been to Paradiso, maybe you should describe the bar a little bit um, by the way, I'm sorry I haven't been, but I haven't been to Barcelona for years, and um, it's <laughs> you need uh, to come, definitely please. overdue. You need to come soon. Yeah, man, I'm overdue a trip. I, don't worry, I will. Uh, I'll be out soon enough. Um, but um, so maybe just describe the bar to us, because um, we're going to in this conversation. I think we're going to end up talking a little bit about how bars work and the th- sort of style of a bar and and the culture around it and how that works in a takeover situation. So it might be nice to get a bit of a description of Paradiso directly from the man that started it <laughs> okay so paradiso is uh, situated in Elborn, in, uh, in the center of barcelona so it's uh, like a old uh, center of town uh is a speakeasy bar so from outside you see the the sign paradiso but what you see is uh, an artisanal pastrami shop where we make food from uh, for our little terrace that we have outside and from a little door we can as well pass the food from inside. Okay, so you see this pastrami shop and then there is an old fridge door where you, when you open it, you enter through Paradiso. When you enter through Paradiso, it is an old experience from the wow factor that uh, is a speakeasy to the decoration because the first part of the bar is all decorated by this wooden uh, like roof then go from one side to the other. Uh, white marble from Carrara, that is my city all the top bar and uh, and of course when you pass when you enter to paradiso you pass in front of the bar and uh, all the bartender is give you a warm welcome so always hands up and and you know give a, a welcome to all the customers they pass in through the door uh, the the atmosphere and the music we play from you know we open at four or five o'clock depending on the day in the afternoon until three o'clock in the night so the music is always lively it's always like uh, this house chill out from the beginning of the day until more like party 
in the end of the end of the night you know uh, the light as well is uh, is going depending on the day but the always the atmosphere is like uh, chic uh, cozy uh, and then there is uh, the front bar with uh, the people in front of the bar the atmosphere is always more lively while the the floor is a little bit more calm where people sit down they can have a conversation and enjoy more more the cocktails uh, cocktails uh, uh, and mixology Tolkien, we have a, a, co a cocktail menu of 20, 20 Seattle drink. Every year we change the menu and we took inspiration for different concepts. We start with uh, uh, this kind of, uh, of mindset, let's say four years ago, try to get concept outside our day-to-day uh, -day work. So outside, uh, let's say, gastronomy, a cocktail and for example these years we get inspired from uh, the evolution of the humankind and uh, having this methodology uh, give us the opportunity to to push our creativity and to go let's say outside of the box outside of our uh, common uh, routine and get inspired from different things to connect uh, let's say for this year electricity to cocktail and we invented a glass then while you put in close to the bobina tesla is shiny you know so different things different concepts then they bring up uh, our creativity as well in paradiso we have uh, another space another speakeasy even more high than, than the main room there is the bacala room and uh, a speakeasy in a speakeasy, a speakeasy, inside a speakeasy. It's, like, it's like that movie inception right inception, where you get a dream inside yes. a dream <laughs> <laughs> a kind of a kind of because the first one is okay you can understand but the second one you need to pass it to our office so it's very high then you need to well i don't want to give so much uh, data no, don't spoil it don't spoil it yeah. it's a surprise when you come in or when the people who listen to us they come in we will be more than happy to to show them but uh, when you enter is is all cover on copper the light are all amber color of whiskey only one table big one on wood with 15 15 seats around the bartender and there we have a, a whiskey menu and uh, the service uh, the atmosphere is all like uh, let's say like custom made so just few people one bartender will try to give believe deliver the best for each customer mm. and then uh, in the 19 the end of 19 2019 uh, beginning of 2020 we open as well paradiso lab is it uh, a one minute working from Paradiso? It is a space where uh, uh, it's basically uh, R&D space where like creativity meeting, where are all the machine we use for current cocktail. And right now there is a team of uh, three people, almost four, uh, then they work in almost in the, in the, in the creativity. And uh, there are chefs there working, coming from high gastronomy, uh, one of my colleagues have basis in chemistry, so it's like a department of Paradiso, quite new because they have two years, but it's very focused on, on creativity and, and create new cocktails and techniques. So, I mean, it just sounds like an amazing operation and a cool place to go and drink. Um, with a bar like that, you obviously are going to attract, I hope, you know, great staff. Um, and, and, you know, I'm sure you've got a great culture there under the roof as well of sort of fostering growth and development and, you know, t you know, teamwork and all the good things that come with working as a team. But um, you, you must get a lot of 
bars and bartenders approach you about doing takeovers and guest shifts as well. Um, so how, how does that work? Do you do a lot of the, that kind of thing? Do you, do you tend to have bars come in and do takeovers? Yes, we, we always did uh, since when we opened uh, for, for different reasons. By the way, just mention the team you say that I just need to say that without uh, an amazing teamwork, uh, you, you, you can do a good service and on top of that, you can achieve uh, any awards or then the bar is full every day. So I think yeah. the team is, uh, is on the bottom of everything. And we started Paradiso in three, me, my wife and a bar back uh, seven years ago. And now we are more than 40. And, uh, you know, without pushing everybody wow. on the same direction, you can, uh, yes, you can achieve uh, nothing. So I'm super proud of them. And, uh, and yes, ju just to mention that because it's super important. And then yeah, about uh, takeover, about takeover, we, we always did it uh, from uh, seven years. So uh, when we started Paradiso after a few months and we stabilized, uh, we, we start to do a pop-up. At the beginning, we start uh, more bringing people in Barcelona. And then slowly, slowly when the bar was growing and then the other people, uh, uh, from outside the Barcelona, they, they start to know us. So slowly, they, they start to uh, call us as well to go outside. Basically, for a few main reasons, I think, because it's, uh, uh, be, because uh, um, I don't know in, in which important point, but like the, the reference point are because we wanted to, to let uh, the other people, let's say the industry people, bartender friends from all over the world, let them know uh, who, who we are and uh, our type of... Uh, of job so in barcelona mm. uh, recently we had the 50 best but before that we didn't have any bar show cocktail week so the only reason to to let our work know from the other people it was to call them to to do a to do a takeover secondly because it's a, uh, it's a value for the team let's say uh, bringing a top bar from asia from new york from europe and see another uh, another kind of work, another cocktail, how they, they work in grid. I mean, all, all, uh, all these aspects to see, so share two or three days with them, share uh, them two or three days with the team, do a small masterclass for the team, I think is, is a good value from, for, for us and as well for, for our customers because uh, they can try, uh, maybe they don't have the chance to travel a lot and maybe they can try here in Barcelona for three hours, a few cocktails from a top bar, from all over the world, you know, and as well for the community mm. of, of Barcelona, I think is a, is a good value. So we start, uh, we start, uh, uh, let's say after a few months we open and we start to do takeover, let's say once a month, uh, more or less, we, we try to do it. Mm. So in the beginning, it was really you approaching bars that you knew the guys at or you bars that you admired and seeing whether there was a possibility for them to come and do a takeover. And then obviously it's grown because if you're doing like one a month, um, you know, that's a, it's almost sort of a part of the identity of the bar in a way is like that regular takeover event. Um, you know, your, your regular customers may expect that to happen. Like, oh, cool. Uh, Paradiso must be doing a takeover again soon because I haven't seen them do one for a month or two, you know? Um, so it's interesting. It sort of becomes part of the identity of the bar. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For us, it's, it's important and we always, always did since the beginning and we continue. Of course, uh, through the years, we, we learn how to do it because 
imagine you open the bar we are three people on staff yeah. so at the beginning it was myself managing everything right now after seven years we plan in advance is everything well more organized and, and as well because doing a takeover can sound easy but as well there is a lot of work of logistic uh, behind and you know it's take part of your time then you already are busy with the service with <laughs> with the other things and the bar is take you you know so it's like it's kind of an extra extra work but uh, i think all this uh, this work that you put it is is give it back uh, because uh, the takeover give you you know more people as well uh, our passion and as a bartender we have in common no? so you know all the work you all your effort you put in inside is get you back by 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 the passion by the by the sharing moment that you create when you do takeover uh, the what you learn the friendship you you do then is then they become in like lifetime experience no because you know from a guest shift and then you see these people uh, maybe you go to do the guest shift in his bar and then you see these people all over the world and then you know in two three years you form like a, a great friendship so i think it's a it's a it's a great value yeah for sure so uh, how many different bars do you think you've hosted um over the years since you opened and have you had any come back and do it more than well, once yes 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 i be i had i don't know the number but you know if i say that we do more or less uh, once a month so let's say that is depend for example in august uh, uh maybe we don't do it so it depends let's say once once a month but uh, yeah. let's say like 12 15 10 more or less per year so let's say 70 or we are seven years open so or 60 60 bar takeover and as well like my best friends in the industry they came more than once i could say for example uh, the guys from 1930 milan benjamin is came i think two three times the guys from clumsies as well a couple of times patrick from drink kong as well is came a couple of time you know then when you when you do like this strong relationship you know you, you just want to want to share this this great memory great moment again and then you you call it back for for an, for a good uh, let's say moment of view for example in two weeks we celebrate no in uh, in one and a half months we celebrate in our seventh birthday and we organize a couple of pop-up in in paradiso so you know important moment that you want to share with some of your best friends in in the hospitality you know so so who's paying for it um that's probably the question that a lot of people listening are asking themselves like how do you make this work if you're doing one a month like because it's you've got staff coming in you've got stock coming in or it needs to be ordered you've got time for all the prep you've got potentially i don't know like glassware or serviceware that needs to get there somehow and then you've got maybe accommodation for staff as well if they're coming from a long way away so you start to think about it and you're like right there's you know it's going to cost a fair amount of money plus i guess people want paying as well right so is it is it always brands that foot the bill or is there sometimes uh you know someone else that does it how does it work or and how has it changed if at all uh yeah good question so when um in spain is uh, is work like this so we have a couple of uh, deal with uh, with brands and we've been working through the years and in this deal that we close that is uh, for example by volume by visibility marketing marketing and as well there is a point of events you know then we have a budget for all the years so let's say then with the, the three the three yeah. main 
brands or like portfolio brands that we're working with, we have a, a budget for do this kind of event. Plus, as well, because it's something we believe it, we as Paradiso, we put a budget on it. So yeah, the, right now, how we work them, uh, right now, for example, we are planning the all the events from next year. We put a budget on it. We planning, we try to save, let's say, if I buy a ticket now for March next year, I will save some money than not to buy on February next year for March. Yeah. So we try to to buy especially the ticket and hotel accommodation then for the guests maybe is the is the most uh, uh, expense then that you can have. Uh, and then it depends where the guests coming from. It's coming from South America or Asia, of course, is is the plane. So we try to, to buy in advance to, to limit the cost, but as well we put some of our budget on it because we know that for us is important because we wanted to do it. So it's, it's, it's pay, I think, let's say more than half for the brand and the other part for Paradiso. This is how we work. Hmm. Yeah. All right, cool. That makes sense. With um, Spirits deals in the UK, there's a similar sort of setup, you know, if if you're if you're lucky enough to be a high profile venue or a venue that does quite a lot of volume, then there's a good chance that the brands will put some marketing um, spend into your contract, um, and uh, you know then there's a there's a pot of money that you can in in agreement with the brands do sort of whatever you want to, um, and that can be anything from like well when we opened Black Rock we we spent all of the money on a big wooden table that we put whiskey in for example. Um, but um, like you say, you, you're using your budget differently and it can be an events budget um, or, you know, I think you've used it wisely, the takeover, because you're, 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 you're adding value for your customers by bringing in a bar um, that they might not normally be able to get to and a fresh team as well that they can sort of learn from. And same for your staff as well. There's the education point there as well. But you're also networking as well, right? You're networking internationally with these bars, building up relationships and, um, you know, sort of staking your claim on the international bar circuit. And I, I expect, um, you know, it's probably a contributing factor as to how well you've done um, over the last seven years and why you're now the best bar in the world, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. So let's, oh, I'd be interested to hear your tips on sort of, the best way to do these takeovers and the mistakes perhaps you've made along the way or you know the best way to be organized so um when when you tend to conduct these you, you'll bring the, obviously the the, the uh, guest bar will bring a, a small team in i'm guessing but do they work in collaboration with your team so that you've kind of got both teams working at the same time or do you really just give them the keys to the bar and go there you go <laughs> no well what 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 we do normally is like then they come in like uh, uh, at least one day before so what's uh, what's happening they or the bar then you go take over you send the recipe in advance so if there are some uh, uh, preparation more complicated then we need to do it in advance uh, we 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 can help the team and uh, the, the the team then is coming and uh, uh, try to give them already the prep done. So, you know, when they come in one day before, they can check the prep and then we work together a little bit, okay? So if they check the ingredient, if the prep are good, if they don't, if we need to do something together, garnish uh, as well uh, here. So there is uh, 
this time of uh, of uh, of working together of sharing like knowledge and experience as well you know and then uh, there is the day the day of the guest we usually do uh it depends as well of the time when the guest is coming but let's say the the day of the guest so we do the prep for the night and then we do always one hour one hour and a half master class of the guest bartending through the team and as well most of the time we open as well for the community of bartender of barcelona so who want they can come for free and and, and learn uh, and then they give us a briefing for all the cocktail they're gonna serve uh, and then we open the bar let's say at, at five and then the guest is usually start from nine to twelve okay so three hour three hour and a half of guests uh we try to uh change a little bit paradiso so we want we can put the playlist of the bar uh, is coming to to give a little bit the atmosphere the menu as well can be designed with the the, the style of the of the guest bar and during the guest we serve mainly the the guest menu but as well our menu so let's say through through the year as well uh, when people come into paradiso uh, they have the option to try the guest uh, cocktail but as well our cocktail you know it's not then if a guest come uh, he, he can have the option of course we push the guest menu because it's for one one night only but as well they have the option to to try our cocktail so this is like uh, the, mm. the dynamic okay. as well, for the guests. and and so are there any kind of tips you would give to doing these things things that might not be obvious to someone who maybe runs a bar yes and and, and and as well and as well it's not just all work you know because maybe a guest coming from from singapore or from south america so uh, when the guests come in here we try to to okay there is like a work things but as well to have some good time to do maybe do things related to to our job but as well having a good time together go and have a lunch together have some fun as well together so in the end of the day was they they gonna have the experience of paradiso in barcelona it's gonna be great okay we do a guest shift it was successful we share with the team but as well we went to see the bar of the city we always try to do like a bar to, yeah to, nice to show to the people coming from outside the the you know the the community the level of bar in in barcelona and as well go outside to to eat or go to see i don't know uh some uh, i don't know in barcelona we went to see for example this anecdote with with remy savage then really into art we went to see mm -hmm. the gaudi house uh, all the architecture you know do things uh, outside of our uh, job but then create moment uh, you know good moment that we can we can have for for the... and what what um when you get a bar come in how does the number of staff that turn up vary? Do you stipulate that, well, you should bring a team of three or four, or do you sometimes like just do a single person guest shift or, or do you sometimes have like 12 people turn up? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it depends. This is a matter as well of the conversation with who you have. Sometimes people, they really want to yeah. do a big pop-up representing the bar. But usually we say two people, two, three maximum. Mm. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, because I've never done one of these before. We've hosted takeovers at Black Rock and at some of the other bars in the past. I've never been part of a takeover team going to visit somewhere else. I've done quite a lot of guest shifts just on my own. Um, not not in recent times because 
I'm not a very fast bartender anymore. And um, I don't think, don't think people would be very impressed if I turned up and made drinks very slowly and <laughs> clumsily. Um, I'm all right talking about them. But um, once, you, once I start picking up um, bottles and shakers, it all kind of falls apart these days, unfortunately. Um, but what, one, of, um, <clears throat> one of the challenges I always used to find when I was doing a guest shift is it's a strange paradox in a way. Um, you are there to sort of showcase the best of your bar and your drinks, but you are to a some extent kind of handicapped by the fact that you don't know the bar that you're behind very well. You know, things aren't, you don't know where everything is. Things aren't necessarily in the location you would normally have them. Um, the bar height is an inch taller or an inch shorter. Um, you know, the ice well is different. Where do you store the water? Where have you put my garnishes? Da, da, da. And, you know, you, it, a lot of that's in the preparation, of course. If you have enough time there, you can set up your station right. And, you know, these days, of course, a lot of bartenders batch cocktails, which, of course, speeds things up as a, as a little bit as well. So you're not reaching for multiple bottles. But even with that, I mean, maybe it's just maybe it's just an indication that I'm not a great bartender. But I've always found it a little bit awkward behind someone else's bar for just one night, you know, and then, then you leave. <laughs> no, yes, yes, I I'm, I'm agree with you because uh, you, you are used to, to your bar when you work to a station to another bar. Um, of course, is, everything is different, you know. Um, and so, yes, so maybe the best thing to, for this pop-up, it could be, I don't know, like... Uh, three days pop-ups, you know, and arriving to the bar mm. like two days before and do all your prep and know everything and make it, uh, uh, I don't know, much more similar to your bar or where in the way you are more comfortable to, to show the people the, the way you do things and more, more close to, to the normal. But sometimes, uh, or because of budget or because of the agenda of the people, this is not possible. So, uh, I think uh, you need to you need to do the best of what you have, you know. And yeah. sometimes uh, the organization as well of uh, of the floor or the order and uh, of the service as well. Because, uh, for example, in Paradiso, we try as well to 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 going normal as we are in a normal service. So everybody sit service, you know, uh, is, is you know you it's your time. So your your drink is coming. Everything needs to be fluid. Uh, so in this way help you know the guest bartender because they don't have too much ticket they, they have time dedicated to speak uh, with the client with the guests with friends they come in to see him I've been in some guests uh, then uh, it was pretty much all good but the service it was just I don't know like like three four line of people at the bar order constantly <laughs> and this make and this make uh, the service hard because as you say you go or you go some somewhere to show your style your bar and then you becoming like uh you know like kind of a, a club a disco service with four line of people <laughs> and this is this is not the way so so i think like uh, yeah uh you know as well like helping with the service make sure then uh, you know uh, the bar is run normally and make the, the guest uh, uh the best uh, uh, of him because he can work, uh, he can work well, you know? And, yeah. Yeah. One of the things I've done a couple of times, um, and it, 
it's not not necessarily appropriate for every um, guest shift or takeover situation, but it's worked well a couple of times. Is I've I've gone in with my menu of drinks and done a done a masterclass in the afternoon with the team and everything, and taught them how to make the drinks. And so when it comes to service, they can make my drinks. And um, it means, this is especially good for bars that don't have people sat at the bar and it's all waiter, waitress service. That means then I can go on the floor and actually serve the drinks to the customer and even take the orders. And, and I'm the best person placed to do that because they're my cocktails, you know, and I know what they taste like. I can recommend them, do the recommendation, as long as there's not like a major language barrier, you know. But uh, that that's worked out quite well. And you know, you, you do wonder though, like, am I taking away something from the guests because I'm not making the cocktails? And I'd, I'd still make some, you know, I'd still get behind the bar and make a few, but do, uh, what do they value more? Do they value the conversation that I'm going to give them, the recommendation, the fact that they're actually having a rapport with me, this bartender from out of town, or do they value that the cocktail was made by me and they never got to have a conversation with me, you know? I think it's a, it's a really good point that I didn't, didn't think, uh, I think, uh, uh, when uh, if it's a team coming, let's say two people or three people can be one at least behind the bar, representing the bar, and one or two on the floor recommending the cocktail, yeah. or explaining the garnish, or have a chat with the guest, uh, try to deliver this experience, uh, explain a little bit yeah. of the bar. So totally, totally. I think it's uh, as well the guest experience in the floor yeah. is, is super important. And if uh, uh, you as a bar, you have uh, the possibility to host uh, two or three people of the same bar, this is help for the, the final experience no, of the events. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. I mean, when there's three of you, then you can allow to have one or two floating on the floor or on the bar or whatever, and then the guests are going to get the full encompassing experience made by the hand of the bartender and served and recommended by someone from the bar as well. <clears throat> it's kind of the best of both worlds. Um, so uh, of like 60, 70 different pop-ups or, or takeovers, what, uh, some ex you can use some examples if you like, um, but I don't want you to pick favorites because some people might get offended. But what, which ones do you really stand out as being just amazing executions of a takeover <laughs> where you know there's, a, there's the buzz in the room and the drinks are right and the service is right and everything just works, works perfectly? And... <laughs> But I, I, I think, uh, let's, let's say the, in the other way around, let's say the, like uh, no, no one of the events we've done, it was like uh, bad or went wrong. Because as well, we, we are like, yeah, let's say lucky, yeah. then Paradiso, uh, you, you want or not, is always busy from Monday to Sunday. So mm. even we always do, uh, guest shift or we try to do Sunday or Monday because uh, usually here in Barcelona the day then the hospitality people have days off so they, they can come uh, with more shards to, to the event so we, we, okay. we try yeah, to do a Sunday or Monday as well because the bartender they're coming they're mostly off as well these two days so uh, but I say like even because Paradiso is, is always busy so the vibe is always top because if the bar is busy the vibe is top. And then, uh, you know, the, the people who, who we invite are the people we admire and believe it or not, for something they are special. And they, when they bring here this, this special uh, thing and they have it, people, people love it. Our, 
our customers as well are local international both and they are coming here for drink cocktail so like 98 percent of our sellers are cocktails so signature drink or, or other cocktails so you know people coming to paradise are coming for cocktail uh, the, the the place is always busy and the guests that are coming are like always top class in our industry so always all the guests have been have been good i remember for example recently the one it was very funny now that we're talking they come into my mind different you know like imagine <laughs> of a guest you know he was uh young up uh, yeah, yeah. from uh, sidecar from india okay he's came in i think it was june last june or may and we put some kind of uh, rmb music from india okay the bar is start to everybody dancing it was an amazing vibe he was dancing behind the bar <laughs> it was great it was great you know but every every guest had been great when they came in uh the the mexican from hanky panky they put on a, a big flag of mexican behind the bar we play mexican music they bring a lot of like luchadore mask uh no but all, all the guests you know and then brilliant the, it's uh we were talking before it's uh it's form a kind of uh no a kind of like a friendship together with the team so this friendship this passion is reflect as well to to the to the events you know and the people get this this feeling the people get it and they love it and they had an amazing time are you doing takeovers of other bars as well are you um flying around the place and and uh, taking over bars yes yes yeah, we try we try to combine uh, you know our takeover here to go outside as well because it's important as well sharing your concept we try to all yeah. go myself or go like uh, uh, us kind of uh, um, say gift i mean it's not the right word in english but for the bartender or the staff then is working you know like uh, better in this uh, uh, period of time so we we bring in the uh, the team with us to to make them an experience to do like a master class and and guest shift uh, we try to do it uh, we have uh, especially like in the last few years many requests we try to uh, to to choose you know with with time the best one because as well we need to to be at the bar and the main topic is as well be at the bar because for me as well if you travel too much you lose the control of the bar so it needs to be a balance it but we go like once mm. or twice a month outside to to bring our concept outside and then when you do that with uh, paradiso what are the sort of themes of the concept that you take i mean obviously they're going to be your drinks but is there anything else with the takeover any any kind of additional aspects of it like um, music or you know the what are you what are you wearing and what is the yeah. mood like what are you what are you trying to what what is it about paradiso that you're trying to export but to this of course uh, um uh well we we, we did uh, many guest shifts around the world so every guest shift if you want to see is, is different but uh, mm. most of it well i'm lucky to to travel most of the time with my wife so she at least we can have some time together <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and as yeah. well she she's helped me a lot as well uh, uh, thanks god we open paradiso together now she have her project of msr bar trend and then uh, she creates uniform for bartender, but we open Paradiso together 
she worked with us five years uh, full time and now she's more in the creativity part but she 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 know how how our hospitality works so she most of the time coming with us plus uh, one bartender or person from the floor or manager we try always to to bring someone from from the bar one or two people so we most of the time two or three people so we were in the same clothes uh, and then it depends where we go we can play our music but as well one of the differential point of paradiso as well is cocktail the creativity of the the cocktail the presentation so we did the guest shift where we try to bring maybe like two or three vessel or, or of the drink so for example in 2018 we did the super cool martini on tour so this cocktail we were making with this super cool technique we went to london berlin paris washington singapore and athens and where we were going this cocktail is a, a martini style you do with a new technique then it's super cooling then you do with a special fridge so the brand they were in charge to send this fridge all over the world you mm-hmm. know? and we were doing just this for somebody was an example of pop-up but we try in all the pop-up to recreate a little bit of our style so maybe we bring a few vessels that are different from our cocktail or for example uh, last year's menu we had a cocktail with edible cloud then as well it was a complex technique because we needed to travel with uh, different like uh, cable it was working with helium gas so it was uh, it was not easy but we tried to replicate in every guess we we were doing because it was like uh, an icon for our menu know, something different so we tried to replicate in every guess like technique or vassal special for paradiso for make every guest shift like special yeah i bet your calendar is pretty well booked up now doing some of these eh? because um if people hadn't heard of you and i think a lot of people had then they definitely have now (laughs) so you're just gonna have people pulling your arm off to come and uh come and do a guest shift yes no luckily it's it's always a honor and it's beautiful when when people from all over the world call you uh, i mean it's it's because it means then you did uh, something good and people want to to know to share with you it's beautiful unfortunately you know as we say before the end of the day the most important things is the bar here then the bar is is set and they're working good so you cannot travel every week you know you need to you need to choose uh, every month maybe a couple of events that you want to do and then as well uh, start to delegate as well with the best of your team head bartender bar supervisor there right now all the team that we're talking before uh the, the, let's say the, the the close team have like four or five years with me and the guys they they are now well experienced and they can travel and represent paradiso so we try you know if i can go myself send that bartender or someone else it's good for them and it's good for the bar who, who host us because they can still host paradiso so it's good for mm. everybody well, look, man, it sounds like you've got this thing down to a fine art, um, both in terms of running the bar as it is, and then the takeover and guest shift stuff on top of all of that. Um, and I, I just think to close out, it'd be really good to hear of any kind of pointers or tips that our listeners could um, use if they were just trying to get something like this off the ground. Let's say they've got a bar 
um you know they they're looking to kind of build more relationships build their profile um learn more and um and create these events what would you say is the like most important things to consider um when starting this takeover so a few few things uh, uh so if you want to come uh and, and ask uh, uh you know a bartender you admire for his work for your pers- for his personality uh, uh be humble you know and uh, as well if he, he to in approach with with this person um do it the right steps uh, if you want to bring him to see your bar make sure then your bar is on point then uh, you know you can show to to these people and the people then coming to the events as well uh, the potential of your bar you know because don't don't uh, don't rush you know but before make sure your bar is good the service is good the cocktail are good the the bar is clean is everything set up and then uh, you know slowly uh build a calendar and try to start see how it's go if your bar is is good for takeover because i don't know some bar maybe they work better takeover some bar less so see see how it is but uh, but first of all like uh, uh this like approach when you approach with someone else always try to be humble to to understand uh, the situation and make sure your bar is uh, is ready set up to to be show to other people no yeah no that's great great advice yeah I, I just done one more thing I, I, what about marketing as well um is there any you got any tips on that i mean i'm sure you've got quite a captive audience with your regulars and everything but how do you go about marketing it do you expect brands to kind of promote it as well um or do you do it kind of all with your own facebook and instagram and things like that but of, of course especially when you start uh, these kind of things uh, you need you need the, the support of uh, uh brands uh, or yes or brands then can uh, uh give you help to to push on marketing so it, it depends which which kind of bar you are for example Paradiso, uh, believe it or not, uh, you we we've been uh, we've been lucky, you know. We've been busy since the beginning, so we we didn't need uh, that much push of marketing. But for example, I have another bar. There is Galileo. There is a, a cocktail bar bistro. Then as well, we do their uh, pop-ups sometimes. But it's different from Paradiso. It's in a different area. It's busy on the weekend. In the weekday is more quiet so there of course the budget that we have for the pop-up is different because is normal and, uh, yeah. and as well there for being then an event is successful we need uh, the help of the brands because the brands they can work uh, maybe with uh, with people then can uh, uh, invite selected people for that event and they can help uh, for you know for uh, for the message you want to you want to give and as well for bring people and for be successful uh, on events so so it depends on your situation but of course marketing is helping always cool well look this has been a really interesting conversation i have learned a lot um it's actually honestly a part of the bar world that besides the sort of guest shifts that i've done in the past that i'm not really that familiar with and so um it's fascinating to hear about your successes in doing it 
and the ways in which you've gone about doing it and and how that they really i guess should serve as a blueprint for anyone who's looking to to do takeovers and pop-ups in this way i would love to offer my services to That's come down and do a takeover <laughs> but i think you've probably got no i'm not doing it I, there's a cap i think you've probably got enough talented bartenders who want to come and do that as it is and i would rather just come and drink <laughs> you have the offer uh, one of the other you can you can come whenever you yeah. want really it will be a pleasure all right that's brilliant thank you giacomo thanks so much for coming on really appreciate it thank you thank you guys pleasure. thanks for listening to this episode of bar chat if you liked it don't forget to subscribe don't forget to recommend it to your friends and rate it we really appreciate it and if you haven't already, make sure you become a Diageo Bar Academy member. It's free. Head over to diageobaracademy.com for the latest industry news, events and inspiration. And subscribe to get it emailed to you. <laughs>